0: You are listening to the Akron Abide Bible Study Podcast. For more information, check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Akron Abide. The book of Mark, Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16, and we're going to read verse number 15 today. And believe it or not, we are wrapping up our series on Back to the Basics. Our Back to the Basics series, and we've covered a lot during this time. And just as a refresher, this series was all about two different things. I said it almost every week. This series was about two things, cultivating a a strong personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and then growing spiritually. That's what this series was all about. Those are the two most important things in the Christian life, spiritual growth and a relationship with Jesus Christ. And over the last 12 weeks, we've covered a variety of different topics concerning those truths. We got back to the basics by getting back to the Bible, back to the basics by getting back to the family, back to the basics by getting back to the church. We got back to the good news, back to our faith, back to prayer, back to God's will, back to the Holy Spirit, back to victory over temptation. And last week, we got back to the basics by looking at one word of scripture. I preached a one-word sermon last week. And the word that we looked at last week was eternity. We got back to the basics by getting back to eternity. And we looked at eternal life and eternal death and how you and I can live in light of eternity. That's what we looked at last week, all just by looking at one word of scripture. And that brings me to my message today. Now, in today's message, I'm not going to be preaching on eternity but I am going to continue the trend of preaching a one-word sermon. All right, we're going to focus again this morning on one word of Scripture. And I want to talk to you today about one of the most powerful little words in all of the Bible. It's a two-letter word, and this one word, if it truly consumed us, and if it truly captured our hearts, would change the way we live our lives. In fact, it would not only change us, but it would change the entire world. Now, before we get into our text verse today, I want to read a few passages of scripture to see if you can make out the word that I'm talking about, all right? We're going to look at a few, and we're going to do a quiz, all right? Pay attention to see if you can guess the word that we're looking at. Matthew 10, 7, the Bible says, And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand." A lot of good words there. A lot of good words that I could preach on. Well, Let's look at another verse, all right? Matthew 28, 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. One more for good measure. Luke 14, 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Did you catch the word that I'm referring to this morning? Go. That's right. Go. It's a small two-letter word, but it's used a lot. In scripture. That word go is used 1,544 times in the Bible. And whenever we see that word in scripture, it's used with deliberate action, divine advance, and definite aim. Every single time we see it, it is a word of purpose, a word of meaning. And honestly, it's one of the most powerful words in all the Bible. This little word go is found at the beginning of some of the greatest words ever used by man. God, good, godly, goodwill, goal, and gospel. They all have that two-letter word in there, go. And it's interesting, if you pay attention, if you look at the verses that we've referenced so far, those three verses that we highlighted, we find out that there is a theme throughout those verses. In each passage, Jesus is commanding Christians to go with the gospel. He's commanding Christians to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share the good news of salvation. And that brings us to our text verse today in Mark chapter 16 and verse number 15. Now this verse that we're about to look at is known as the Great Commission. And this was the last command of Jesus before he ascended into heaven. And his last command should be our first priority in our life. And this is what he had to say in Mark 16, 15. And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the worlds, and preach the gospel to every creature. That was the last command that he gave. And we see the word go there, and we see the word gospel. Jesus Christ wants us as Christians, and wants us as a church, to go with the gospel. We are told to share the good news to a lost And dying world to share the glorious gospel message of Jesus Christ and that's exactly what we're going to be looking at here today we are going to get back to the basics by getting back to go and we're going to learn at what it means to go with the gospel what it means to share the gospel message in this world that we live in today now in order to accomplish this in order to master the basics of going with the gospel we need to answer three questions that are found right here in our text Three questions found in Mark 16, 15. And the first question that we need to look at is this, the why factor. Why do we go with the gospel? Why should you and I as Christians go and share the gospel message? Why is that? Well, we find the answer in verse 15 of our text. Look what it starts off by saying. The Bible says, and Jesus said unto them, go. The short answer is we go because Jesus told us to, right? Right. Jesus is the king of kings, he is the lord of lords, and he told us to do it. His ways are above our ways, so therefore, we should do it. Jesus commanded it. If there wasn't any other reason, that would be reason enough. For instance, if you're at work and your boss gives you a task to do, you're to follow that task, right? If you're in the military and your commander gives you orders, you are to fulfill those orders, right? Common sense. Well, the same thing applies to us in Jesus Christ. He's the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And he tells us as Christians to go with the gospel. That's what we see in the Great Commission. You see, when Jesus gave this commission, this command to go to the world with the gospel, he didn't give it as a theoretical possibility for anyone who might be interested. No, he gave it as a direct command. It was a command by Almighty God. And it's something that we should do. Now, we had a fun day at the Family Fun Day yesterday, right? How many of you like the inflatables? There was a lot of awesome inflatables there. It was, it was killer. It was wonderful. I loved it. Well, there were some rules behind those inflatables. We had some blessings. CEF was able to give us those inflatables for free. We didn't have to pay for it at all. But there was one requirement that they gave. They said, Michael, you must share the gospel if you want those inflatables. You don't get them for free unless you share the gospel. And I was like, all right, absolutely. We're planning on it, but praise the Lord, let's do it. And so we planned that a few months ago, and a day before we were about to get these inflatables, the higher up of the Plymouth County CEF presidents or whatever called me, and he said, Michael, I just want to double check. Are you sharing the gospel? And I said, yes, absolutely. Okay, tell me, how are you going to share the gospel message? They had to require it. They had to do these steps. Now, why is that? Was he just being mean? No, right? He had a reason for it, and it was the great commission of Jesus Christ. Now, why was the CEF guy putting so much emphasis on sharing the gospel? And why is Jesus telling us as Christians to go into all the world and share the gospel? Why is that? Well, the second reason why we should share the gospel is because every single person needs Jesus Christ. Jesus isn't commanding it to be mean. He's commanding it to be awesome. He's commanding it to be a loving, wonderful, God. Every single person needs Jesus in their life. They need Jesus for salvation. They need Jesus for sanctification, and they need Jesus for satisfaction in their life. And honestly, Jesus really is the only way to any of those things. Jesus said that in John fourteen six. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes into the Father but by me. No man. He is the only way to heaven, guys. He's the only way. He is the only way to heaven He is the only way to happiness, and he ultimately is the only way to true healing. And therefore, every single person needs Jesus Christ. Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. We have to pick one. If he's Lord, if he is who he says he is, he is the only way to heaven. He's either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord, and we need to remember that today. So that's the why. Why do we go with the gospel? But the second question we need to look at is this. Where? Where do we go with the gospel? Well, let's keep on reading our verse, all right? Mark 16, 15, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the worlds with the gospel. That verse tells us that we're to share the gospel message everywhere. Now, that can seem a little overwhelming, right? You're telling me to share the gospel everywhere to the whole world? Well, let me just personalize it for you, all right? He's saying they're going to all of your world and preach the gospel your world you see every single one of us has a sphere of influence people that we work with people that we live by people that we engage with daily and jesus is saying to us go into all of your family and preach the gospel go into all of your workplace and preach the gospel go into all of your neighborhood and preach the gospel God wants us to go into all of our worlds and preach the gospel message. He is commanding it, and he is telling us to go everywhere. Now, it's really interesting if we look at this. It's interesting to point out Jesus did not say that the whole world should go to church. He didn't say that, but he did say that the church should go to the whole world. Go ye into all the worlds and preach the gospel to every creature. You see, this church, this, this place that we're here, this body of believers, it's not a building, it's a body. It's not a monument, it is a movement. We are the church today, and we are to go into all the worlds and preach the gospel. We are to be witnesses everywhere. And I find this interesting, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, one of my favorite verses to talk about the small towns. The Bible says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses Unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all of Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. He's giving them step-by-step instructions on how they are to go with the gospel, how they are to share the gospel message. And they highlight the big city, Jerusalem. They They highlight the outer cities, all of Judea. They highlight Samaria. And then to top it all off for good measure, he says, uttermost. He's saying the small towns, the rural areas, the the towns that are so small that I can't say their names. He says, go into those towns and preach the gospel message. You want to know what that tells me? That tells me that God cares about this community. God cares about the Akron community. God cares about the rural towns. And we are to go into this town, go into this world and share the gospel message. It's not just going across the sea, it's going across the street. Right? Where do we go with the gospel? We go everywhere. Why do we go with the gospel? Because everyone needs Jesus. And then number three, how? How do we go with the gospel? Well, let's finish that verse. The Bible says, go ye into all the worlds and preach the gospel to every creature. We go with the gospel by preaching. By preaching the good news to everyone that we come in contact with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, you can say, Michael, how on earth am I supposed to do that? I'm not a preacher. I don't know how to preach. I I don't have a pulpit, right? I don't have a church to preach this message. How am I supposed to preach the gospel? Well, preaching is not always lifting up your voice to a crowd. No, preaching is a way of life, guys. Every single one of us have preached before without even realizing it. Every single one of us in this room. We preach with our actions. We preach with our attitudes, and we preach with the things that we advocate, right? And this is what I want to deal with to close this morning. How do we go with the gospel? How can we fulfill this great commission as a church and this great commission as a people? How do we do it? Well, there's five things I want to look at, all right? Five ways to go with the gospel to close this morning and to close our series on Back to the Basics. And the first thing that we need to do is this. It's very simple. We need to live the gospel. All right, we are to live our life in light of the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, long before you ever talk about it or share it, just live it, man. Live out the gospel message because it is an amazing thing. Our daily life should be a testimony to the power of the gospel, not in name, but in action. Right? Live like we've experienced the good news of Jesus Christ because that's ultimately what the gospel is. You define it. What is it? It's good news. Right? The good news of Jesus Christ. Hey, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, and once we do that, we experience a lot of privileges, right? We become a new creature, a new creation. We are given a new identity. We are given the spirit inside of us that gives us love, that gives us joy, that gives us peace, and so on and so forth. Right? All of those things that every single person in this world longs to have. They long to experience that. They long to have that. God has given us that life, and if we just live in light of the gospel, we'll be able to be a witness. It will change our life. God has made it possible for us to live a life of victory, for us to live a life of abundance, for us to live a life of purpose. Jesus said, I came that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Ultimately, it's living the gospel-centered life. God has set it up in a way where everything in the Christian life can be centered around the gospel, can be centered around the good news of Jesus Christ. For the Christian, even bad news can be good news in light of our Savior. And if we just live with that mentality, people will want what we have. We need to live it out. And praise the Lord, when that happens, people will come to Jesus If they like what they see, they will listen to what you have to say. Before people say, is Jesus real? They want to know if you're real. Before people wonder if the Bible is credible, they want to know if you are credible. They want you to live out the gospel. They want to see you walk the walk and talk the talk. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that. Charles Spurgeon said it this way. He said, A man's life is always more forcible than his speech. When men take stock of him, they reckon his deeds as dollars and his words as pennies. I like that. You see, there is no substitute for a gospel witness that is matched by a gospel life. And when we fail to live as we should, we honestly forfeit what it means to be a mainstay in our witnessing, what it means to live out the gospel. Everything about our lives, our speech, our demeanor, our habits, our responses, our relationships, all of it either gives credence to or discredits our message. We need to live out the gospel message. Live the gospel-centered life. Because honestly, for some people, you are the only Bible that they will ever read. You're the only Bible. It reminds me of this poem by Arthur McPhee called The Gospel According to You. And he said this, he said, the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are read by more than a few, but the one that is most read and commented on is the gospel according to you. You are writing a gospel, a chapter each day, by the things that you do and the words that you say. Men read what you write, whether faithless or true, say, what is the gospel according to you? Do men read his truth and his love in your life, or has yours been too full of malice and strife? Does your life speak of evil or does it ring true? Say, what is the gospel according to you? We can share the gospel just by living the gospel-centered life, living the life that God has in store for us. That's the first thing that we need to do. We need to live out the gospel. But then number two, secondly, we need to love the gospel. Not only live it, but love it. Hey, never stop loving that glorious gospel message of Jesus Christ. Hey, he saved my soul. I'm on my way to heaven. I've got a mansion with my name on it in glory. Hey, I get to have a personal relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He loves me with an everlasting love. He has a perfect plan for my life. I've got goosebumps just thinking about it, man. I never want to get over that fact. I never want to stop loving the gospel. Man, that was One reason why I I shouted amen yesterday, I couldn't even help it, I was getting excited. Brady Rochester family was singing, they were talking about salvation, they were talking about blessings, and I couldn't help but just praise the Lord because I never want to stop loving the gospel. That's one of the keys to evangelism, loving it. In the 1800s, there was this preacher in England by the name of Billy Bray, he was a great dude, man. At the age of 29, Bray put his trust in Jesus Christ, and shortly after that, he dedicated his entire life to preaching. Now, this man Bray was an interesting character. He had very little education, but he was excited about his faith and became a powerful preacher of the gospel. He became so successful in that region at that time. And oftentimes when he would be preaching, he would get so excited that he would just stop what he was doing and start jumping up and down and getting excited started thinking about his relationship, started thinking about where he was and where he is now, what Jesus Christ did for him, and he just couldn't help but do that. And some people loved it. Some people thought he was crazy, thought he was messed up. They didn't want to be around that charismatic you know, feel there. But he didn't care. He was happy. He loved the gospel. And Billy Bray said this on the matter. He said, I shouted for joy. I praised him with my whole heart for what he had done. They said I was a madman, but they mean I was a glad man. And glory be to God, I have been glad ever since. Hey, I want to live like that. I want to live and love the gospel just like that. I never want to stop loving it. And because he lived in that manner, people wanted to hear more. They were drawn to him, and that will be the same case for us. If they like what they see, they will hear what we have to say. And don't worry about what people think, man, seriously. That's one thing that we got to learn to get over as Christians, man. I don't care if you guys think I'm weird for shouting amen. I really don't. I don't care if you guys think I'm crazy. Hey, I love my Savior. I'm going to rejoice and get excited, right? We are to be unashamed of the gospel message. Romans 1.16 points to that fact. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And i got to tell you today, that is a hard verse to follow, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Sometimes I can feel ashamed. Sometimes I can feel embarrassed about it at times. I'm not going to lie, right? If the Lord's leading me to witness to somebody that doesn't think in the same way I do, and I'm afraid of what he's going to think, that scares me, right? That that happens. But the Lord's really helped me since I've had my daughter to kind of get over that fact. You see, I love my daughter. I am obsessed with my daughter. I have to Be careful about making my daughter an idol. That's how much I love her. I think she's amazing and I will do whatever it takes to get a smile on her face. Even if it means like hurting myself, I don't care. I just want her to smile, man. I don't care. And I'll make a fool of myself at the grocery store, talking with her in baby talk. Uh, We had some of my teenage kids over from Elk Point the other day and I was talking to her like a baby. And they were, uh, I was like, oh, daddy loves you. Daddy loves you so much. You're just so special. And they're just, oh, what else does daddy think? They're just going crazy, laughing and making fun of me. But I really didn't care at all. I don't care because I'll do anything to make her happy. I am unashamed of how I act around her. And it dawned on me recently that if I can do that with my daughter, why can't I do that about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? The God that has done far more for me and blessed me so much more than my daughter, the God that blessed me with my daughter. Why can't I be unashamed about that? Hey, I never want to stop loving the gospel. I never want to stop living the gospel. And then number three, we need to learn the gospel. We got to learn it, right? The way to get better and more comfortable sharing the gospel is by learning more about the truths found in God's word, reading it, studying it. It's God's message to you, right? We learn the gospel and then we we relay the gospel. It will strengthen our confidence so much. Just read it every single day, man. It'll change your life. It really will. I used to be so scared about it. So scared about saying something wrong or quoting a verse wrong or whatever. It would freak me out. But then I realized it doesn't matter how bad I do it. Because if I'm sharing God's word, that's all that matters. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what the Bible says. I did my job. God will do the rest. The Holy Spirit will work in their life. Right. We just got to learn it, though. And the more we learn, the easier it will be. And I want you to understand this now. You don't have to know a lot about the Bible to share the gospel with somebody. You absolutely don't. There are no intellectual requirements to sharing the gospel. Not one. The Bible doesn't say go into all of your world and preach the gospel once you've completed four years of seminary go into all of your world and preach the gospel once you become a member of a local church or once you've been faithful for 10 years. No, it just says, go into all of your worlds, all of the worlds, and preach the gospel to every creature. You can do it, I can do it, little kids can do it. All you gotta do is share the gospel message. Hey, Jesus Christ died on the cross for me so that I could be saved and spend eternity with him. It's that simple. Learn the gospel, though. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. Number three, learn the gospel. Number four... We've got to listen. Listen and engage when we're sharing the gospel. Listen to people. Engage with people, right? That's just common sense. Common manners, right? You will always bring more people to Christ by listening to them than by talking to them. You always will. Now, why is that? Well, it's because every single person in this world has a deep hunger to be listened to and understood every single person does, to have their feelings validated. So many times we just shrug it off and and wait to talk and don't even listen to what they have to say. Listen to them. Listen to what they have to say. Listen to their feelings. Care about them, guys. Listen and engage. It's a sad thing, but there are very few people in this world that actually care enough to listen to people. And it breaks my heart. But listening can be one of our greatest assets to sharing the gospel. Your ear is a great tool for showing love to somebody. Because people don't care about how much you know until they know about how much you care. Listen and engage. You just look at the life of Jesus, right? That's the way Jesus lives. He listened and he asked questions. Read the scriptures. Read the gospels. He always is asking questions and listening time and time again. He conversed with them and he asked them questions. Now, he could have said, look, I'm God, you're not, so just listen to me. But he would always ask them questions every single time. It's really cool. It's really cool. He genuinely cared about them and they could tell. So we need to listen first and invest in what they have to say. Show them that you care. Share the gospel by listening and share the gospel by being loving to others. That'll help you listen and engage. And then number five and I'm done. All right. We need to live the gospel. We need to love the gospel. We need to learn the gospel. We need to listen and engage with the gospel. And we need to look for opportunities. Look for opportunities to share the gospel message, to go with the the gospel and one of the best way to share the gospel is just by looking for opportunities you you would be surprised at how many times throughout the day you have a chance to share the good news with someone you'd be surprised first Thessalonians 2 4 the Bible says that we have been entrusted with the gospel and he has allowed us to be entrusted with the gospel that verse tells us that he brings opportunities in our path to share the gospel message right he has entrusted us he has entrusted you think about how cool that is It's amazing. He's entrusted you to share the gospel, and we should look for opportunities to share it with those around us. And honestly, a good way to begin is just something like this. Pray and ask God to reveal opportunities to witness. Just, Lord, help me have an opportunity to witness to somebody today. Some of you guys aren't going to pray that because he's going to give you some opportunities to witness. (laughs) Right? Sometimes I was scared about praying that, but he will. He will reveal you times to witness and opportunities to witness. And then just listen when he puts one in your path and when he makes one available. It will change your life, man. It really will. It really will. And oftentimes if the Lord is working on your heart to be a witness to somebody, he's working on the other end as well. I can assure you of that. So just look for opportunities. Share the gospel. That should be on our minds. The last command of Jesus should be our first priority.